We've got Microsoft earnings, we've got HoloLens data, and we've got Game Pass data. It's a data-filled episode. Happy Friday, friends! What a whew, what a week! It's somehow the week has just blown by. It is blown by, but it's been a good week. Hopefully, you had a wonderful week. Everybody dropped their earnings. Um, so there's some data in there. Uh, we got some Game Pass. We got some Phil interviews. We got Call of Duty dropping today. So hopefully you had a wonderful week. And let's just dive in. So the big news, pretty much across the industry, is not Elon buying the bird site, which he did, is that every company dropped their earnings. And now the economy, if you're not aware, is sort of like on like walking on eggshells. Nobody really knows. Like, are we heading towards the R word? Or are we just whatever? And so earnings is a, a good forecast. Like, like, hey, what's going on in the economy? Now, at a high level, every major company is still making a lot of money. They just might be making some less money. So let's dive in here. Microsoft reported earnings this week with revenues of $50.1 That's an increase of about 11%. Now, their net income of $17.6 billion, which is the money that they can effectively put into their bank account, assuming everybody pays their bills. Everyone likes to... I, don't, I understand the accounting of it. People can be like, no, that's not actually the amount of money that they get put into their bank account. That depends on cash flow and if people are paying their bills if they don't pay. Either way, Microsoft's made about $17 billion, which is a decrease of about 14%. And that sort of grabbed the headlines like, ooh, they made less money than they did a year ago. So, but they still made $17.6 billion. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of dollars, a lot of mini fridges. Uh, it's like, you don't need many of those quarters to be able to afford an Activision, which by the way, Microsoft did not talk about really at all during their earnings call. I looked for it all over the place. Didn't really see anything. Uh, office consumer products are up to 61.3 million subscribers. That is a very healthy number. LinkedIn revenue grew 17%. The big one that is worth pointing out is that Windows OEM revenue dropped 15%. Now the pandemic party is over and I'm not saying that pandemic is over that's definitely not what i'm saying but from a uh, from a company's being able to extrapolate value from it which is what happened during the past 24 months or so that has come and gone especially in the pc space it's very clear that when the when everybody started working from home that shift to buy pcs really got pushed forward because microsoft was reporting it was something like two percent and eleven percent and like 25 percent something crazy like that percentage of oem revenue growth and now people just aren't buying pcs because they bought them all in the past two years and so i expect we're going to see pc numbers really be struggling here for a while and that's just the natural cycle the laptops the desktops they're in a mature state this is not a growth industry for microsoft it's not a growth industry really for honestly anybody at this point in in the product's life cycle it's stable and that's just what it's going to be and so that is uh we also saw i think it was uh seagate reported that there were their earnings were down quite a bit as well because again storage pc like that whole industry that's related to the pc is going to start to slow here a little bit because hardware components aren't needed and it looks like the bottlenecks are starting to ease up quite a bit in that space and uh yeah so either way uh if you're no if you're the oem space is going to be tight for for a while i would expect uh, xbox content and services revenue decreased about three percent give or take and devices revenue which is microsoft service line of business increased about two percent more importantly or more interestingly at least to him github hit one billion dollars in annual reoccurring revenue which is a really big deal for github and also i'd like to point out too that linkedin revenue increased 17 percent the reason why i pull these two out is that these two were acquisitions by microsoft big acquisitions right and linkedin was like 26.2 billion or something like that 
And it's very clear that Microsoft has bought these products and hasn't destroyed them, which is very common in large companies where they acquire another large company and they kind of just destroy the culture and everything else that's going on. But it looks like LinkedIn and GitHub are able to continue to run pretty well. And now granted, there are definitely uh, skeletons of Microsoft's historical closet, things like Skype and some other ones, Aquantive, but those are all under different leadership. And now that Satya has bought uh, LinkedIn and GitHub, it seems like they can actually do pretty well uh, with their large acquisitions. So maybe Activision actually could be a pretty good thing. I think most of us think it will. So other earnings across the industry, you had Amazon, they missed, but they still had a net income of $2.9 billion, I believe, on revenues of $127 billion. They are not going underwater. Uh, pretty much Meta got destroyed because it keeps invent investing into its metaverse. I I think Phil Spencer said it pretty well. If it doesn't exist in a 2D world, then you don't doesn't really stand a chance and nobody wants to sit more and more meetings or anything else like that. I don't know. The metaverse is, is Zuckerberg's big bet for the future of Facebook and a lot of people just don't believe in it. And I'm, tech, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm not saying the metaverse won't ever be a thing. I don't know if it's going to be Facebook's thing. And there's a lot of times where they're trying to pioneer some new technology. And a lot of times those pioneers get stabbed in the back. Microsoft has a lot of history of being the first to market with it. Look at HoloLens as an example. And now they pretty much never get brought up when things like Oculus, Oculus products get brought up and, and everything else. So uh, we'll see. Zuck says that they're going to spend more money on investing in the metaverse. And their net income was cut in half this past quarter. And so uh, basically the entire industry was kind of we went through an insane period that I think will be reflected on in many years and several years to come of just insane growth for the top tech players. Realistically. I mean, we, we talked about it on this podcast everywhere was, Hey, uh, Microsoft report record revenues, Apple, Facebook, Google, just exploding. And now all of a sudden, because the economy and interest rates and everything else, everything's cooling off quite a bit. And that explosive growth that we saw for year after year, I think that that's going to be over for a while uh, as well. But basically, everybody reported like okay-ish earnings. Nobody really knocked it out of the park. Apple is the only one who really bucked the trend a little bit. And theirs was pretty healthy. And that's just kind of what Apple does. And now they're also shoving ads into the app store, like gambling apps. And so they had a little negative publicity this week. And uh, yeah, but I think the industry is, we're just, we're just seeing things starting to cool off quite a bit. Uh, back on the Windows side, uh, Microsoft released a new version, uh, a new new version, a new Insider build. And this has a new phone link update. So for specific Samsung phones, it makes it way easier to tap in your phone's hotspot. Just way easier. We've all gone through those hurdles. And so this latest update makes that process, I wouldn't even say a little bit better, just quite a bit better. But it's only for specific Samsung devices. So uh, you can instantly access your phone hotspot through this link now. If, again, you have the right hardware. Uh, Microsoft also brought its OneNote desktop app to the Microsoft Store, which also means we're seeing the sunsetting of the OneNote UWP app, which is really, like, I know I was never the biggest fan of UWP and what Microsoft was trying to do, but the OneNote UWP was the, the, the castle on the hill. It was the, the beacon, the lighthouse. It was the proof of what UWP could do. And now it's getting old yellered. And so... Yeah, and the one that that they brought to the, the store isn't the best, the UI isn't the greatest, so yeah. Uh, a little bit of interesting data on the HoloLens side is that uh, industry watchdog or company, International Data Corp, is reporting that Microsoft has sold around 300,000 units of HoloLens. 
And honestly, folks, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because on one hand, 300,000 HoloLenses is kind of an interesting, really interesting number if you think about it. Because again, it's only for enterprise customers. So those are enterprise contracts. Those are those are big, big money value deals more than likely. They're not selling to consumer. On the other hand, it's the HoloLens has been around for a while and they've only sold 300,000. So it's like you go back and forth like is it what's going on and then of course you can't ignore the um, the army contract which microsoft is currently working through and there's been a lot of negative publicity around that the army not liking it the soldiers getting dizzy and headaches and that sort of thing and that contract is worth like 20 some billion dollars and that would be about 120,000 additional units so you know, I, I hope Microsoft continues to push forward with the HoloLens. I think they had a massive advantage and hopefully that they can continue to invest in that area. But, you know, Alex Kitman's gone and there's been a lot of rumors that like the team behind it is not exactly fully staffed anymore, if that makes sense. Uh, also rounding out this week, Microsoft finally is shipping and releasing and making available, whatever words you want to use, the Microsoft the Windows Development Kit. This is the pre previously, if I could enunciate, Project Volterra for 599 bucks so this thing looks like a mac mini it does not have mac mini like performance but it is windows on arm it is a nice looking box if you haven't seen it the best way i can describe it is somebody who has not if you take the bottom half of a surface studio make it matte black add some ports and make it an arm device that's it now there's no screen this is basically just the bottom what it my kind of question is is like did they just take the guts out of the surface pro 9 arm version and just put that in a nice little neat little box and call it a day they very well might have my friends because that would make a lot of sense and they get some efficiency and, and why why build two different devices when you already got a small form factor board like that so uh, on to the gaming news of the week. Uh, Amazon doing some interesting stuff though. Amazon has Fire TV and they're adding Luna and Twitch streaming services directly to that. I'm surprised it took this long, but especially the Luna front makes a lot of sense. Twitch obviously is Amazon owned as well. And so getting more eyeballs on that and putting it directly on their Fire TV interface just kind of makes sense. Big news, at least for me, is Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition and Age of Empires 4 are coming to Xbox consoles next year. I am honestly probably more excited about Age 2 than maybe Age 4, just because I played a ton of Age of Empires 2, and that's kind of, that was, that was one of the games I grew up on, like Age 2 and Red, Command and & Conquer Red Alert 2 were played significantly uh, by me, by me, so yes, by me. Uh, so a little bit of numbers coming out of Microsoft this week related to Game Pass. Game Pass PC was up 159% year over year, showing some good success for Microsoft there. And Phil Spencer also says that Game Pass targeting, or they're targeting revenues of 15 to 20% of the overall value or the overall revenue of Xbox. So if you take Xbox revenue, Game Pass is likely somewhere in the 15 to 20%, according to Phil Spencer. He said that during a Wall Street Journal Live event. Uh, Game Pass prices are also likely coming too from Phil Spencer, which this is not a surprise. I absolutely expect that when Microsoft closes that $70 billion acquisition, they're going to be raising Game Pass pricing. Now, if they do it in conjunction with Call of Duty lands inside of Game Pass, I think they'll probably be fine. And if I had to guess, I bet they raise it five bucks a month. That would be my guess that they land it. And then Game Pass Ultimate goes up to $19.99. I also wouldn't be surprised if that's when they potentially make the shift away and say, like, look, Xbox Live Gold is just going away. Like, if they're going to do it, that's when, in my opinion, they should do it. Now, there'll be some people pushing back, especially internally, and be like, look, there's a lot of chaos right now. We just closed this thing. People are wondering what's going on. We shouldn't send all these different mixed messages. But I think it's the perfect time to clean everything up. Microsoft just comes out and says, look, if you want the basics, it's $14.99. If you want the whole kit and caboodle, it's 20 bucks a month. And that's just the way that it is. That is our service going forward. Xbox Live Gold is being rolled into whatever the basic is now at $14.99. And that's 
it. Game over and nice, clean, easy, and understood. And maybe that's what they're doing, but that's fully kind of what I expect. And then also big personal news, and this is not just impacting me. Modern Warfare 2 Call of Duty, the new one, is out today. I've already, I would be lying if I haven't said I already played it a little bit because it's, it's a game I've been looking forward to. Vanguard was trash, and it, I'm just so happy we don't have to use World War II weapons anymore for my favorite online multiplayer shooter. And so that is out now, and I'm sure everybody in the world uh, probably already knew that, but just wrapping it up. Just a handful of questions in this week. I was way late with the thread, but I appreciate the questions. Always my favorite part, my friends. Migi comes in and says... What will be the new price for every Game Pass tier? Do you think the price increase will affect other Microsoft areas like Office or Microsoft 365? I don't think it'll impact other areas, but I definitely, like I just previously mentioned, I think every tier goes up five bucks, and I would not be shocked if Xbox Live Gold officially goes away. Microsoft has been moving away from it for a while. They even renamed it the Xbox Network, and they don't, they do promote it but they don't really push it if that makes sense and so i think they just go to game pass and game pass ultimate and if you want to play online you just need a, the basic tier of game pass and i think that's going to be the massive transition and mr pki wrapping it up this week is his ending question for the week is anyone actually buying project volterra devices are ARM-based apps actually in demand on Windows? Well, I, I know. So I got to I got I gotta take a step back because my purview of the Twitter universe and the, and the Microsoft universe is much more focused on people who would actually be buying these. I know multiple people who have bought this. There's one developer who bought roughly 20 of them for some of their uh, infrastructure work and related to virtualization and other things. That being said, it's a dev kit. I, we don't actually know, we will never know how many devices these Microsoft actually sells unless it honestly leaks. I suspect that they will sell through just out of curiosity. Remember, there was also an earlier one this year. It was like directly from Qualcomm. It was like two, three, four hundred bucks if I remember. I can't even remember. Little puck-sized device. I think that this device will sell better. The my biggest challenge with all of this is that Project Voltaire would have been great in 2013 it gets why did it take until 2022 to get a device like this out into market and why does microsoft feel like it, it windows on arm just feels like it's inching along whereas apple is obviously taking big leaps but they're also forcing the hand because they're converting their entire entire portfolio over to arm uh, unlike microsoft who's just saying it's a nice accessory it's pretty much the cloud gaming of the hardware world for microsoft right cloud gaming isn't a feature or isn't a product, it's a feature. ARM isn't really a product, it's a feature at this point. And so we aren't really seeing that primary device-driven uh, initiative yet from Microsoft. That being said, this is a step in the right direction. That also being said, with like you know 17 different qualifiers, this is, it just, it, it should have happened a while ago is, uh, is where it's at. So there you go, my friends. I told you this would be a little bit shorter of one, mostly because I was way late with the questions. Also, I really want to go play Call of Duty. And uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody had a wonderful week. We got a lot more on the horizon. I think next next couple weeks are going to still be continue to be interesting. We are steamrolling hot into the holiday shopping season. I'm still waiting to see if Microsoft does anything kind of tricky, if you will, with their Xbox tiers to try to drive more demand this holiday shopping season. Phil already said they have no intention to raise pricing this holiday season, but it looks like that might be happening in the years ahead. So if you're planning on picking up one of these things, maybe it may not be a bad time, but we'll see. We will wait and see. And as always, everybody, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for tuning in. We're about to hit 50,000 subs on YouTube, and that's a major milestone. And so, uh, yeah, have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Play safe, play fair, whatever. Enjoy your Call of Duties, and we'll catch all of you right back here.